the Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Elvia Allman, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fibber and Molly join us in a moment. Recent surveys disclose important news about Johnson's Glow Coat. They show that families with children are among the biggest users of this self-polishing floor wax that is now positively water-repellent. Now, it's easy to see why. With children in the house, mud and snow are bound to be tracked in, water and food are bound to be splashed or spilled. Well, that's when you thank your lucky stars for Glow Coat. Just a flick of a cloth whisks mud or moisture off that hard, gleaming surface. Glow Coat stays on, stays bright, even after repeated damp mopping. And here's something else that's big news. Because it's positively water repellent, Glow Coat now lasts up to four times longer. That means more for your money in every drop of Glow Coat you buy. Less work, too, because you have to do your floors so much less often. So tomorrow, get Johnson's Glow Coat. Whether you have children or not, you need this water repellent floor polish for longer-lasting beauty and protection. It's in the familiar Glow Coat package. There's been a great deal of discussion lately, pro and con, about flying saucers. The pro people swear they've seen them. The con people say the pro people are victims of mass hypnotism. And here is one of the con men and his wife, Fibber McGee and Molly. And furthermore, you show me a guy that claims he's seen a flying saucer, and I'll show you a guy that the whole thing is just a mere pygmy of his imagination. You don't mean pygmy, dearie. A pygmy's a tiny little human being. Yeah, well, they claim they've seen them, too. Men from Mars, 23 inches tall, with big heads. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's mass historia. Oh, now, I wouldn't dismiss the subject as easily as that, McGee. The paper said this morning that an army pilot chased one for 20 minutes. Yeah, but did he catch it? No, sir. Did anybody ever catch one? No, sir. And why not? Because they're in optical derision, that's why. <laughs> Look, sweetheart, army pilots aren't usually hysterical people. Transport flyers must have good eyesight or they wouldn't be flying transports. <laughs> I'm inclined to think that uh, where there's so much smoke, it can't always be a false alarm. <laughs> okay, Tootsie, okay. You'll see. When they finally catch up with one of them things, you'll see they nobody ever will. This stuff is nothing new. <laughs> Who was it back in 1912 that reported seeing a spaceship from Jupiter flying low and slow over the brewery back in Peoria? <laughs> Me, that's who. You. You betcha. And what did it turn out to be? A baby caterpillar crawling across my sunglasses. <laughs> Flying saucers. Ta-da. All right. I won't argue, lover, but I'm still not convinced. No, I am. My personal opinion is that anybody that claims he's seen a flying saucer ought to go to a good optimist and get his peepers overhauled. 
Well, I got to go downtown. You want to go with me? Yes, it's a nice day for a walk. What are you going to do downtown? I got to look up a good patent lawyer about my new invention. Oh, invention? Mm-hmm. You mean the plastic cross piece for radio aerials so the neighbors will think you have a television set? <laughs> no, this this uh, new type of alarm clock. It's got a sponge rubber bell that you can't hear it when it rings on Sunday morning. You ought to make a small fortune with that. Yeah. Very small. Mm. I'll get my hat, dearie. Come in. Well, if it ain't the big pink doctor with the little black bag. Hello, doctor. Hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello, McGee. Hello, Molly. Going somewhere? Yes, but I always wear my hat in the house anyway. Then if somebody comes to the door that I don't want to talk to, I can say I'm on my way out. And if it's somebody I like, I can say I just came in. In this case, we're just going out. <laughs> All right, I can take a hint. I'm not as thick-skinned as somebody I know that I could reach out and touch if I hadn't just washed my hands. <laughs> can I drop you any place, McGee? Like, maybe on the top of your head? <laughs> Well, we were just going downtown, Doctor, and you can give us a lift if you like. Uh, by the way, uh, you're an educated man, Doctor. Uh, what is your opinion of these flying saucers? Educated man, my clavicle. He's the type of ignoramus that believes anything. Children, I have been practicing medicine for 30 years. Practicing is right. <laughs> I believe everything and nobody. If hundreds of reputable citizens claim to see strange things in the sky, I'd be the last one to prescribe scoff medicine. Now, there, McGee, you see, Dr. Gamble is no skeptic. Oh, he's open-minded, all right. The wind blows right through it. <laughs> so you believe in this flying saucer, Mahula? Eh, childish? I didn't say I believed in them. Oh. But I don't deny there might be such things. Huh? I've never heard a Republican play the Missouri Waltz on a piano either, but that doesn't prove it couldn't happen. <laughs> burner now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, come on, I'll drive you downtown. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Much obliged. And if I see any spaceships <laughs> on the way, I'll let you know. Thanks. You ready, Molly? Let's go, gentlemen. Flying saucers. Flying saucers. That's pure mob psychiatry. That's what it is. <laughs> Historia. I'll believe in them when I see them. And by George, I'll bet it'll be a long time. Heavenly days. Look up there. Look, it's a thing. Hey, what? Doc, the... it's coming this way. Oh! It's a flying saucer. Look at the tubes and the knobs. Look at it smoke. Right in our own front yard. Yow! Great Scott, if I hadn't believed this with my own eyes, I wouldn't have seen it. Stay away from it. <laughs> Stay away from it, boys. It might be dangerous. What do you think, Doctor? I don't know. It's a weird-looking object. I gotta report this. I'll call Washington. The Hexagon Building. You wait here and keep an eye on it. Where's the phone? Hand me the phone. Hello. Hello, operator. Give me long Washington and D.C. distance. <laughs> I mean... Connect me with the Army. Yeah. Hello, Army. This is Fibber McGee in Wistful Vista. A flying saucer just crashed in my front yard. Huh? What say, Army? Rope it off and keep people away from it, eh? Okay, Army. Right. Get some rope, Doc. Get some rope. We gotta rope it off. Keep people away from it. Orders from Washington. I called them. What'd they say? Uh, they says it's a lot of silly nonsense and don't talk about it to anybody. They said it was probably just my imagination and they're gonna rush out and take pictures of it. 
Oh, boy, a flying saucer. Right in our own front yard. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and the Hot Canary. trees with its rockets shooting out blue flames. All right, folks, keep moving, keep moving. I seen it was in trouble, see, and I says to my wife, look, I says, a flying saucer. There's no such, she says, a thing. And I says, don't be, I says, so skeptical, I says. And she says that... All right, folks, move along, keep moving. And you, Gabby, get off them front steps and run along. He doesn't have to get off of these steps. He lives here, don't you, Gabby? Huh? I mean, McGee. <laughs> You betcha. Now, don't start ordering me around, Flatfoot. I'm the fellow that he first seen that flying saucer. I seen it crash, too. It was coming in low over the trees, see, with its rockets shooting blue flames. I seen it was in trouble yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you tell it 12 times already. Hey, you kids, get away from them ropes. My, my, I haven't seen such excitement since the lion got loose at the circus and you chased him back into his cage, McGee. I wasn't chasing him. He grabbed my hamburger and I was trying to get it back. <laughs> My gosh, I was... Hey, look at the Boy Scout. Oh, handsome kid in that uniform, ain't he? Hey, Bud, you want to hear about how I seen that flying saucer crash? Yes, sir, I would. That's what? fine, Sonny. I think all you Boy Scouts should know. Oh, I'm not a Boy Scout, ma'am. I'm a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. <laughs> Retired. A lieutenant colonel. Oh, yes, sir. I'm not as young as I look. I'm 20. <laughs> uh, can you tell me, sir, did this aircraft have a tapered empennage, and did it appear to be a guided missile rather than a conventional pilot control type? 
Would you say it was dependent on rocket propulsion or some hitherto unknown gravity-repellent magnetic field type of turbojet power? Uh, well, uh... Tell him, dearie. <laughs> okay. Well, Sir Bud, the first time I seen it, it was coming in low over them trees with its rocket shooting out blue flame. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, how do I know you ain't the agent for some foreign power buster? Are them American decorations you're wearing? Oh, yes, sir. Most of them I got since the war. Oh? Spraying fruit trees. (laughs) This distinguished fruit fly award with the six twigs was for 20 combat missions over an apple orchard in Walla Walla. Heavenly days, and you got back safely from all of them, huh? Oh, yes, ma'am. My last mission was pretty tough, though. My wingman crashed into a cider mill and came in at 12 o'clock. Hi. <laughs> well, thanks for the information, sir. Good day, ma'am. Good day, Sonny. I mean, Colonel. Let's go over and see if we don't get too close, Tootsie. That thing might be retroactive. Radioactive. <laughs> retroactive means it goes back. <laughs> well, this baby won't go back. Looks like our kitchen stove after I make pancakes. All battered up. <laughs> hey, folks, let us through here, please. Let us through. We're the people that see the crash. Let us through. Look, Joe, there's that pot-bellied little moron that's been ordering everybody around. He must think he owns this place. He don't own nothing, the petty larceny little twerp. He'd probably want to charge us four bits a head for standing here. All right, folks, all right now. You're all trespassing on my property, you know. Everybody that wants to stay and watch, it'll cost you two bits a head. Now, now, take it easy, dearie. You can't charge people. Oh, hello there, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, hi, Junior. Let the man through, folks. Let him through. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Molly. Hello, pal. Hey, here you've got a flying saucer here. Is that it over there, that pile of junk metal? That's it, Junie. Me and Molly and Doc Gamble seen it crash. I first seen it coming in low over the trees, see? Flying low with orange and green lights and five little men sticking their heads out of the porthole. <laughs> it circled the city hall and then they all bailed out and the whole... McGee! Pi- huh? They did not. Well, they must have. There was nobody in it when it hit. <laughs> well, this is very interesting. This is the first real proof we've had of interplanetary travel. Hey... I'm going to ask for a bigger sales territory for Johnson's Wax products. Huh? Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus. Ah, Venus. That's for me. Maybe they don't have any linoleum on Mars, Mr. Wilcox. Well, they won't have any Mars on their linoleum either. <laughs> They sure won't when I sell them that wonderful Johnson's water repellent glow coat, the finest protection against Mars and scratches and spilled things that money can buy. Hey, hey, wait a minute, Flash Gordon. <laughs> you seriously think you could take a spaceship up through the Milky Way to sell glow coat? The Milky Way is the way a lot of linoleum looks after damp mopping, pal. But the Johnson's water repellent glow coat way leaves no milky-looking streaks by Jupiter. <laughs> to sell wax from a spaceship, Mr. Wilcox. But what if you should run into one of those big, uh, one of those, uh, oh, what do you call a star with a tail? Lassie. Oh, you. (laughs) Ah, but this is a fascinating idea. Just think, flying through space, Johnson's star salesman, carrying the Johnson's water-repellent glow coat message through the whole solar system. 
showing the housewives on thousands of other planets how simply and easily and economically they can protect their wood and linoleum floors against cosmic dust and tracked in mud from meteor showers with the wax protection that stays on and stays hey, bright. Hey, hey, it hey, does, hey, it does. Hey, hey, Waxy. Yes, pal. Uh, Mr. Wilcox, uh, what do you seriously think of these flying saucers? Yeah. Well, if they really develop them, they'll be great for honeymoon trips. Yeah? There's no place to spoon like a saucer. (laughs) (laughs) No place to spoon like a saucer. I don't know what we'd ever do without that boy, but it's a sweet thought to play around with. (laughs) Now, McGee, I think he's a very conscientious lad. You are comrade McGee. Uh, Yes, we are, sir. I mean, he is. I'm Mrs. McGee, his wife by marriage. Da. Hi, Mr. Da. No, no, not Da. My name is Sergei Petrovsky. I'm tourist. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a Russian name, sir? Yet, Petrovsky is good American name. You give me loyalty, oath, I sign. Then I take plenty pictures, flying saucer. You care? <laughs> no, just as long as you ain't a spy, bud. You want a you want a story to go with it? Well, sir, I first seen it coming in low over trees at an attitude of ten thousand foot. Uh, <laughs> where did you say you were from, sir? Brooklyn grad. <laughs> I take pictures. Out of the way, capitalists. Spasiba. I take plenty pictures. Click, click. click, click. <laughs> uh, pleasant guy. And them mustaches looked so familiar. Well, McGee, this is quite an exhibit you have here. As mayor of the town in which a real flying saucer was first seen, I would like to say... The first this... time we saw it, Mr. Mayor, it was coming in low over the trees there. I'll, I'll tell it, kiddo. I'll tell it. I've had more practice. It was coming in over them trees, Latrivia, flying low and kind of wild. Yes, 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 yes. I've heard all about it, McGee. You haven't been exactly reticent about this, you know. You bet I have an orders, boy. The Army told me not to talk. Security <laughs> Security reasons. Top secret. Big deal. Off the bottom of the deck. <laughs> well, I've always said that if you want to keep flying saucers a secret, there's nothing like sending them across the sky on a clear day to crash in some talkative fellow's front yard with a loud noise. Mr. Mayor, what do you think of this thing? Well, it's the first one I've seen, Molly. My nephew is an airline pilot. He chased a flying saucer last week for 20 minutes. My gosh, did he catch it, Latrive? No, but he would have if he'd been in his airplane. <laughs> <laughs> As it was, he tripped over a horse and fell flat on... Uh, oh, just a moment. Uh, what's this? What's this? Hey, look. Soldiers. The Army's taking the flying saucer over. Look, Molly. Heavenly day. Look at the fancy uniforms. They must all be generals. Wow. Ready? Oh! Are you his honor, the mayor? Uh, yes, I'm my honor. I mean, I'm his mayor. <laughs> I'm Mayor Latrivia. <laughs> Is the army taking over here? Gee, I don't know, Mr. Mayor. We're the Shriners drill team from Springfield, and we got lost. <laughs> did, uh, did you see a parade go past here? No, no, the parade is on 14th Street. Three blocks west and turn right. Oh, thanks very much.
King's Men, and music, music, music. Music, music, play that music. Don't let the music stop. Put another nickel in, in the Nickelodeon. All I want is loving you and music, music, music. I'd do anything for you, anything you'd want me to. All I want is kissing you and music, music, music. Closer, my dear, and closer. Security rules, you know. Now stand back. Oh, McGee. Huh? Here's a lady wants to see you. Oh. This is my husband, Miss Dendron. Oh, I'm so happy to know you, Mr. McGee. Oh, thanks, sis. What'd you say your name was? Uh, Dendron, Mr. McGee. Rhoda Dendron. <laughs> of the Wistful Vista Peony and Petunia Club. Oh. Oh, the girls have asked me to interview you for our club paper, uh, the Petunia Planter. Isn't that nice, dearie? Oh, you mean on account of finding the saucer, huh? <laughs> the petunia planter, eh? Well, you can tell your readers, sis, that I was well known as a planter myself at one time. Why, really, Mr. McGee? Oh, let me make some notes. Oh, this will just thrill the girls. Uh, what did you plant, Mr. McGee? Corn, mostly. <laughs> no? I had charge at one time of my Aunt Rose's raisin ranch, and we raised more real raisins than any raisin ranch has raised in recent years. <laughs> Dear. Raising raisins. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, let me write this down, every word of it. Our readers will just love... Well, sis, Aunt Rose's Raisin Ranch raised such good raisins that we started raising raisin prices. And the raisin prices of Rose's Ranch raised raisins raised holy heck with the other raisin ranchers. I watched the raisin market for recent rises in raisin rates, and by the time the rates for real ranch raised raisins was rose right, all the raisins we raised was rotted right on Rose's Ranch. <laughs> So, between raisin raisins and raisin ranchers and raisin rates and rotten raisins, we plowed the whole thing up and planted tulips. 
Did you get that, sis? Did you write it down? Well, I, I broke the point on my pencil. Oh. Uh, would you mind repeating that for us? Excuse me, sis. <laughs> I got to go speak to a man over here. Yes, uh, pardon us, Miss Petunia. Hey, bud, you in the uniform with the scrambled eggs on the shoulder and the gravy on your sleeve. You looking for me? Are you McGee? Yes, he is, sir. I am Mrs. McGee. How do you do, Mrs. McGee? I am General Bacon, head of intelligence. Well, I'm glad to know you, Bacon Head. <laughs> well, sir, we were standing. Uh, no, on... no, McGee. Huh? General Bacon, it oh. is. How do you do, I'm sure, General? If there's anything we can tell you now. Thank about... you very much, Mrs. McGee, but I have a complete report from the police and from my men here. Uh, we'll take charge now. And I that... think I better fill you in, General. <laughs> Just in case they missed any details. You'll want an eyewitness account to take back to Eisenhower anyhow. General Eisenhower has retired me. Well, wake him up. My gosh, this thing is important. <laughs> now, for the first time, I seen this flying saucer, General. It was coming in low at high altitude with its rockets shooting out blue flame. Where are you going, Molly? In the house a minute, dearie. Oh. I've heard this till I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, and me too. But anyway, like I say, it was coming in low over the trees. Hey, hey, General. Gen Where'd he go? Oh, well, nobody wants to hear about the flying saucer. I guess I might as well... All right, let me through, please. Let oh, me through. Oh, huh? Coming through. I'm a, I'm a personal friend of the family. Let me through, please. Oh. Hi, mister. Well, hi, <laughs> Teeny. Better get up here on the porch, sis, before you get stepped on. Oh, thank you, mister. Oh, boy. Policemen and soldiers and... Gee... What's all the crowd for, mister? Hmm? What is it for? Tell me. Well, they're here to see me, sis. You see, I've just become the first man to establish contact with another planet. I have just had a visit from Mars. Mars? Yeah. Oh, gee. Did he give you any candy bars, mister? Huh? No. <laughs> I love Mars no, bars. No, 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 sis. Now, look. You ever hear of flying saucers, Teeny? Oh, sure I have, a bet Yeah? <laughs> Me and Willie Toops made one this morning, mister. Oh, you did, eh? You and Willie Toops made a flying saucer? Sure. Oh. We had some big, huge skyrockets left from last year, and we fastened them onto my mama's old roasting pan and let them, and it sailed over our house, and... Hey! There it is! What? That's our flying saucer. That what? Hey, Willie. <laughs> sure. Willie, here's our flying saucer in the driveway. One side, everybody. Yeah. That's mine. Fibber and Molly return in a moment. Here's how you can have the brightest floors and linoleum in your neighborhood with the least work. Use Johnson's Glow Coat, the self-polishing floor wax that is now positively water-repellent. Glow Coat puts a beautiful shine on your floors without polishing. Makes cleaning easier, for dirt, dust, and grime whisk right off that tough Glow Coat surface. Glow Coat doesn't dissolve at the touch of moisture because it's positively water-repellent. And because it's water-repellent, it lasts up to four times longer. That makes it the most economical self-polishing floor wax you can buy. Tomorrow, get the self-polishing floor wax that shines brighter, cleans easier, lasts longer. Get Johnson's water-repellent glow coat.
surprised that Mayor Latrivia was fooled by that flying saucer. He was the chief gunner's mate in the Coast Guard, you know. Yeah, done a lot of time in submarines, too. He says they used to while away the time playing contract while they were submerged. My, my, think yeah. of that. Playing cards deep under the ocean. Yeah. But as Latrivia says, there's been a lot of bridge under the water since then. <laughs> Get it, kiddo? Bridge under the water? Water under the bridge? It ain't funny, McGee. Oh. <laughs> well, you can't laugh very loud in a submarine, anyhow. Uses up too much air. <laughs> Good night, all. Bakers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Water Repellent Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, and Brantford, Canada, bring you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? If you want to give your furniture a shine that really lasts, there's only one polish for you to use. Here's why. Johnson's Cream Wax is a polish that gives your furniture real wax protection and a real wax shine. But recent tests show that the shine you get from other leading cream furniture polishes comes from oils. Now, a wax shine lasts for weeks and weeks, but an oil shine fades out, turns foggy and smeary almost overnight. So, when you choose a furniture polish, be wise. Protect yourself from fade-out shine. Get the wax polish that shines for weeks and weeks instead of just a day. Get Johnson's Cream Wax at your dealer's. Next, Steve Wilson solves the super murder on NBC.